Hello and welcome to another episode of Good Morning Camera, the go-to podcast for all the headlining topics in the photography and creator world. I am one of your hosts, Gadget, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend, Anthony. Anthony, how are you doing today? I am very well. You know, photographers are just kind of, and videographers, content creator people, like we celebrate things in different ways. And this week I had to celebrate, you know, it was just a good week. So I picked up an extra Aperture MC. And oh. that's, you know, oh. that's <laughs> that's just uh, the way, you know, us photographers, content creators celebrate. You know, you just go in, buy an extra yeah. light, you know. That's it. That's it. Just one at a time. Just just a quick pick me up. And listen, yeah. this is a this is a fun episode. I like to say this is going to be a fun episode because we are getting on the rumor train for nearly the entire episode. There's been just so much things, leaks coming out. And, you know, Anthony, I, I try to hold my excitement so I can talk to you about this. I don't want to waste any precious thoughts. And we are going to get that started with some leaks coming out of the Canon world. Right now, mm -hmm. there are some strong indications of some new cinema solutions coming out. So right now, there's rumors of a C300S and 500S that are supposed to shoot in 8K. They're sort of, um, I won't say entry level, but professional cinema solutions that are more to the people that are graduating, maybe indie documentary work, that type of thing. And they are also rumored to release an EOS C700DR uh, and again, this is something that's rumored to have up to 20, sorry, 20 plus stops of dynamic range. And if that wasn't enough, <laughs> there's more rumors around an, a refreshed cinema prime lens lineup for the RF mount, their new mount for mirrorless, you know, that ranges from 14 millimeters all the way up to 135. So Maybe this is a rhetorical question, mm -hmm. Anthony, but should filmmakers be excited about these uh, rumors and these leaks? You know what? I've actually always really liked the Canon cinema lenses because they are much smaller than the majority of cinema lenses out there. And like these are these are great because they're great in low light, right? T 1.5, T 1.3. That's all of these lenses. Um, but to be honest, I do not pay attention to cinema lenses and I don't get excited by cinema lenses all that much at all because the difference between a cinema lens and a traditional photography lens that you would use on, say, something like a DSLR or a mirrorless camera, it really only comes down to two factors. If you get annoyed by uh, the breathing that happens in a traditional photography lens, or if you get annoyed by when you like zoom the lens of a traditional photography lens, and then it like slightly goes out of focus, but then when you stop zooming, then it main it regains like it's kind of focus right so i feel like with cinema lenses and if you're the type of shooter that is very particular about these two factors then you're gonna be excited about something like this but i personally am not so you know i don't know wow. this is almost a, this <laughs> this is a non-event for me even though i am a primarily like a video shooter it's just i don't know it's just two things that don't really bother me a lot you know all right, so the cinema lenses don't have you excited. What about these cameras? Do these cameras that are supposed to be 8K monsters and dynamic range that is right now, by the rumors, 30% <laughs> more dynamic range than yeah. the next most professional available solution? You know, going from 15 plus to 20 plus. Does that get you excited? 
Well, that that is something that just you know that that flips the switch completely. Um, this this announcement, I was reading like the little sub kind of little nuggets of information in this article you sent me, and I was just like, okay, you know what? This is pretty hype because, and even this lens announcement actually had me thinking about more about the RF cameras and how good like the dynamic range of these cameras are getting. And Netflix is actually approving cameras like uh, we got the S1H. Uh, even the C70 is on the Netflix approved list. Uh, but we also have cameras like the FX6, which are these small cinema cameras that are kind of meant for uh, like the traditional photography lens. And I think a lot of the people who are using that type of camera are going to go with something like a traditional RF photography lens uh, paired with something like the C70. So, you know, I'm all about the dynamic range. I love the megabits per second. Uh, and I think that's really stealing the attention or my attention, at least uh, from this whole announcement. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I'm excited on two two fronts, really. One is I'm just excited for the space and the filmmaking space. I think it's becoming mm -hmm. more and more democratized. And with these RF lenses that are being announced, I'd be interested to see how they get priced and the sort of form factor of them because of the mount that's being used. Can they be smaller? Can they be more yeah. efficiently produced? Can they be uh, even more affordable for that up and coming filmmaker? And, you know, I'm excited for the lenses, but if as on a personal level, I'm very excited about what these cameras could be. Uh, looking yeah. at a C300 Mark III successor that shoots in 8K and probably a Super 35 sensor, but still 8K, that has me really excited. But a C700 yeah. that has 20 plus stops of dynamic range. If I'm being completely honest to our audience, because Anthony, <laughs> you know, I'm never going to bamboozle our audience here, okay? I'm always, I'm always going to be 100 with them. I will probably never use this camera uh, for my work. Generally, yeah. for any of the high-end stuff, we're, right now we're shooting reds and we're renting red solutions. And sometimes we go lower-end solutions that don't need that capacity. But I'm mm -hmm. excited about this 700DR and this dynamic range because I would like to see that technology become more of the, the feature that's touted on a spec sheet. Um, I'd obviously love to see it in practice that it is, you know, that yeah. quality. And when they say 20 plus, I'm probably going to assume that, okay, maybe 18 stops of real dynamic <laughs> usable range. But yeah, even then, gotta... that's, a, that's a massive leap because as you go uh, from 10 to 11 or 11 to 12, it gets exponentially harder to get that dynamic range in your footage. So that has me of all of these, all these rumors, all these leaks mm -hmm. that has me the most excited. I'd like to see that in market. I'd like to see that uh, in the field and I'd like to see what that brings to the space overall. And I'm going to yeah. stop talking because here on my notes, it's, it tells me that you got a question for me, sir. You have something, something for me. I got something that you will definitely should be excited about. This is definitely your wheelhouse here. So Fujifilm is updating the GFX 50S. Uh, but could you just break us down? Like what are like the notable kind of upgrades here? I know you're all about the medium format stuff. So what what is the deal here? Yeah, I, I have been having a ton of fun with the GFX 100S and we're working on a production for Henry's mm -hmm. where we're going to give you our first impressions. And beyond that, I, I just love shooting images with this thing. And now the rumor is that they're going to be expanding their medium format lineup with uh, a version of this camera, similar form factor in terms of its physical size and dimensions, but it's going mm -hmm. to bring the sensor from their first medium digital medium format which is the 50s and it's rumored to be the 50 the gfx 50s mark ii 
I don't know mm-hmm. if that name is official just yet. What sticks out to me here is that this camera is going to take the new sort of design, right? Where it's, it, it feels just like a mirrorless uh, mm-hmm. SLR style camera where it is on the bigger side, but not so big that it's unwieldy, but it's going to mm-hmm. bring the same sensor and all the rumors that I'm looking at and all the sort of leaks that's been coming out is that it's going to use the same sensor. And the way I take that is, well, you're going to take a sensor that's close to four years old, doesn't have any of the phase detect autofocus might not bring along some of the drive modes, might not have all the film simulations. So I'm excited for what it can mean to the space. And I shot with the 50S, I shot with the 50R, and they produced mm-hmm. some of my favorite images ever. I don't doubt that this sensor is going to, or this camera, I should say, is going to uh, uh, be able to produce commercial-worthy shots. I'm just yeah. a little confused. I, you know, <laughs> And I wonder if that's because they're looking to aggressively bring down the price point. You know, the GFX 100S really brought it down. And now with this and bringing an older sensor in a newer body can probably go even below that. But I wonder if this is the right decision for the overall Fujifilm brand. I think if you want to be taken seriously in the space, I don't know if this sensor really puts you in the best position. But I think, again, if these rumors are true, Fujifilm is just mm-hmm. betting on the fact that the price points along with the end quality of the sensor are going to be enough to win people over. Yeah. So three things that you just kind of mentioned there. It's funny, you know, it, the medium format whole world is just kind of, there's a bunch of like blurred lines out there. I think Fujifilm saw the Sony A1 and really are trying to push for a lower price camera, still maintain that 50 megapixel, but give us something a little bit more in terms of like speed. The size of the camera, like you said, is is pretty ridiculous, actually. Like if you look, you got to see photos of this. Uh, if you look up the photos that were leaked the back of the camera almost looked like an xt3 or an xt4 um that's how kind of small and compact it is but i feel like we're also very saturated with like you know all these announcements of new cameras new sensors and fuji that is like their thing they kind of stick with like the same sensors throughout like the whole lineup of kind of cameras so i don't know it does maybe does the lack of like a new sensor kind of dampen the news but I was kind of I was thinking like this is just typical Fuji, is it not? Yeah, it maybe, maybe, right? I mean, getting the yeah. most out of the sensor, it just seems like it's been a few years. So, you know, I, I don't know if this is gonna be the home run uh in terms of marketing that the GFX one hundred S was. But I also mm-hmm. don't think that using the old sensor is necessarily going to make this a downer or a dud on release. I, I think it's somewhere in the middle there. Obviously, I'd love to test it out and see what I can do. Um, but if it is the case, you know, it's just one of these things where, like, I'm glad that they're doing it for the space. Personally, I just wish that it was a newer sensor. But with that, <laughs> we've used up our Fuji time. If people have been listening to the show for a while. You know, I can, I can go on and on about this stuff. But there is another thing we have to talk about. And that's rumors coming out of the Sony space. Look, we're probably going to cover mm-hmm. every brand here. Sony <laughs> is rumored to announce quite soon. And again, we have no information about this. We're strictly on the rumor train for this episode. They're supposed yeah. to be releasing an APS-C sensor camera with an E-mount. So you can use any one of their E-mount lenses. But it won't be branded under their A5000 or A6000 series of cameras. The rumor is that it's supposed to be sort of a, a newer line in their solution, similar to how the ZV-1 kind of 
overtook mm-hmm. the Sony RX100 series of cameras. So what I know from this from now, Anthony, and I'll, I'll let you chime in as well, but it's supposed to have a 24 megapixel sensor. Allegedly, it's not really meant to be a high-end model, but maybe uh, more of a compact vlogging solution that has an E-mount. And it's going to take some of those improvements from the A7C, but make it more compact. And maybe this will be sort of their A7000 series camera. So is there anything else that I'm missing from these leaks? Yeah, it's and this is again super early days. Like this is early, early leak. Uh, I think there's actually going to be an announcement next week, so we should get uh, more information next week in that announcement. So people got to stay tuned uh, for our next episode. We'll maybe give you an update on this. But apparently, like they're not really calling it an RX100. In the article that we were kind of looking at, they even put up a photo of the ZV1, but listed similar specs to the A7C. So what I'm expecting from this is an A7C in a smaller package. Um, But yeah, I don't know. This is kind of funny. Like typical Sony, they kind of, you know, they they say A7 III was like such a good camera. Let's make an A7C and just all same specs with a flip screen. And now they're going, you know what? We could just use a really a smaller, smaller A7 III. And, and now this is this unknown announcement that, you know, we're kind of speculating over. It's kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. And I'm looking at this and it is very much in line with sort of Sony's style of making uh, as many available solutions at varying price points so that it's not a yes or no Sony. It's more of a, well, which Sony should I get? Almost you know, yeah. similar to what Apple does, right? <laughs> it, they announce yeah. you know, a, a new iPhone, but really there's like four new iPhones and the older iPhones get pushed down. So you have this really wide lineup of iPhones and you come into the store and you think, well, which iPhone should I get, right? And it's like, yeah. well, if I spend $100 more or another $150 more. <laughs> and this is essentially it. I think this is sort of supposed to be a vlogging monster in the way that Sony is going to cram a lot of their autofocus technology and you know uh, settings that they use into this solution. But you kind of have this nice, uh, I don't want to call it a trinity, but sort of an upgrade where it's like ZV-1, this camera, and A7C. So if you're looking to be a content creator, a vlogger of some kind, you have three vlogging-centric solutions, and it's really a matter of what form factor you want and which sensor is going to allow you to best tell your story. I Mm -hmm. don't know if this is going to be the vlogging solution to get, but I'd be interested to see where the price point lands at and that discrepancy between this and the A7C. Because if it is a really wide gap, and this is something that's competing with the X-T3 and X-T4 in a very aggressive way, that could Mm -hmm. make this thing a a true beast when it comes to vlogging. What do you think? Yeah, honestly, I'm really hoping they don't water it down too much. Like if they can get like a 7.3 quality in a ZV-1 body, I think it's going to be a killer camera. But we know that's not how Sony works, right? Like, and I think it's going to be interesting to see the reaction because it's either going to be really cool and awesome that they crammed a lot of features from the A7C into a small package, or it's just going to annoy a lot of the Sony users out there uh, because Sony, they love to release like a camera that's like got 4K. It's like the A6000 style kind of camera, but then they forget to like put a mic jack in it. Uh, and then they 
release like an A6100 and that's got 4K and a mic jack. Uh, and then the next camera that they release has built on top of 4K, mic jack, and something else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I hope they just don't water this camera down too much. And that's going to be, it's going to live or die by the amount of watering down that this camera gets. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very, I'm very excited to see where this goes. And and most importantly, with Good Morning Camera, we, we, we follow the news, we follow the rumors, we comment on them, but we'd also love to hear what you think. So reach out to Henry's Camera mm-hmm. on Twitter or on Instagram and let us know what you think so we can dialogue with you guys there as well. And with all that said, we're going to get to, I think, my favorite part of the show, Anthony. I think this is my favorite part of the show. It is creator (laughs) draft picks where every episode we share one item, one product or one service or one software that is making a big impact in our creative workflow. Anthony, what do you have for the listeners this week? Yeah, and remember, these are are products that we really, really enjoyed using. And one of the products that I actually really enjoyed using uh, recently was the DD-D4 Duo. And since we kind of touched on, you know, uh, vlogging kind of topics and such. So picture, like, you're a YouTuber. You just arrived into a hotel room and you're like, sick, guys. Like, check out this dope little, like, suite that I, I got going on here. You turn the camera around to show the viewer something. And now your sound is kind of garbage right because the mic is facing the wrong way of course you know you can flip the microphone around like do it like peter mckinnon style um but that's like kind of annoying right anything that kind of lessens the steps to creating i can get down with and when i use the deity d4 duo it had this like little switch on top of the mic that actually allows you to toggle the front and the back microphone so this microphone has two microphones facing either direction. So picture this, I'm now that YouTuber that we just kind of talked about. I'm going into my hotel room and I've flipped the switch before actually recording that clip. So now when I walk into the room, I'm like, yo, check out this like sick suite that I'm in. Uh, And I I film my reaction and then, then immediately flip the camera around and I got clean audio coming from the two microphones that are on this one small little microphone. Uh, and for me, I've tested the quality. It sounds great. It's very actually similar to the quality that you would get from the Rode Video Micro. Uh, and it's a better balanced microphone too. So with that Rode Video Micro, it was like always like flopping around on top of your, your camera, right? But this one, uh, the Deity, it's it's well balanced uh, and it's similar in price and similar in quality. But like I said, huge advantage by having two microphones on this one microphone. The Deity D4 Duo, it's $129.99. So uh, it's not going to break the bank, but the oh, convenience no. oh. is amazing. I, I, I mean, you, you see me shaking my head. Uh, folks, you can may- maybe you can even hear me shaking my head because this is what happens. <laughs> is Anthony says something and I feel compelled that I might need it for my solution. So I, I feel like this might be part of my kit very, very soon. Uh, I'm going to try to sell you on something, Anthony. And that is my pick for this week, which is the Ona Clifton Leather Backpack. And Anthony, I know what you're going to say. Gadget, don't you have like 15 backpacks already? Yes, maybe, <laughs> potentially. However, I firmly believe in having the right bag for the right solution. And here's yeah. the thing. I've just become increasingly annoyed with these uh, tech photo backpacks that look like tech photo backpacks. I, I wanted something that looked a little bit more casual, something that I feel like I could use without cameras if I wanted to, something that 
you know, it might even be a conversation starter. And on top of that, I wanted something that would force me to pack less. Because here's the thing about Gadget, Anthony. If there is room <laughs> in the backpack, I'm probably going to use it. And maybe there's a case for early onset scoliosis. And I got to protect myself at this age. And so I, I did some research. <laughs> and I'll be honest, I, I was waiting for a while because it does cost a pretty penny. Uh, but in the end, I, I pulled the trigger. And what I love about this backpack, it's not too big. It has a beautiful leather texture on it. It looks stylish. It doesn't look like a camera bag or, or a, a tech bag in any way. Uh, it, it's similar in styling to those Jansport backpacks that people had in high school. And inside, yeah. you have two modular compartments that you can use to pack you know, accessories, essentials, and a couple of cameras. I, I packed up to three cameras at some time and maybe even a media format and a one other film camera at one time in there. Uh, but you could take those compartments out and use it as just a regular backpack. You can fit a laptop in there. I absolutely love this thing. It is comfortable. It is easy on my back. Even when I have it filled to the brim... Because of that physical limitation, I can't overpack. And guess what? Most often top, most often times, I don't have to overpack. I really, really love this thing. It is not for everyone. But again, with Creator Draft Picks, we're telling you what we like, what we've been enjoying, and what we're using, and maybe it might fit into sort of your lifestyle. So if you're looking for a bag that doesn't look like a camera bag, that looks a little bit stylish, feels comfortable, has... Uh, the necessary amount of space for your photography needs, whether you're going on a casual shoot or whether you're going on a full-on production, you might want to look into the Ona Clifton Leather Backpack. And with that, we're done, Anthony. That's it. That's the show. That's our show. That's our episode <laughs> of Good Morning Camera. Uh, listen, I have a feeling, with all the rumors we talked about, I have a feeling that the next episode, we're going to be talking about a lot of new gear, some new announcements. So what do you think? Yeah. There's some big things that coming, and just to kind of touch on that own a backpack, I'm on their website right now, and goodness gracious, this thing looks amazing. Uh, people got to check that out. But stick with us because next week it's going to be an Ooh. interesting time because we got all these rumors, and I think you know probably next week there is going to be some truth coming out. Ooh. So you got to stick with us. Uh, we'll we'll probably see you guys on the next one. Am yeah. I right, Gadgen? Oh, ooh, and that's what we call a tease in the industry, folks. Thank you all for listening. My name's Gadget. His name's Anthony, and we'll see you next time.